Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Jay Corsandi, and you're listening to The Best Night Ever. And joining me again in the studio is Dwayne. Dwayne, how's it going? Good. It's hotter than heck out there, but uh, it's good. It's good little, to be in the studio, a little air conditioning, great show. All's good. All is good. Uh, speaking of shows, so this, this show, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, I'm calling it Sleep in the News. And... Um, Sleep has become a big thing in the news, I'd say, in the last couple of years. Uh, if you just type in on Google, like, uh, sleep articles, all kinds of stuff yeah, pops definitely. up. So I did a little bit of research, a little bit of digging around, and I wanted to share a couple different stories and articles and, and some research studies uh, that interested me that I think will interest, interest our listeners. Awesome. All right. So let's get going here. The first one uh, was something I saw on CNN. and um, Is that real news? You know, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I'm kidding. For whatever it's worth, uh, it was a cool article. And the article is called, and we're going to start a little bit more risque on this show here, but the uh, article was called, Lack of Sleep May Be Ruining Your Sex Life. Mm, yeah. That's the problem. That could be the problem, right? So um, they did this uh, interview with this uh, person named Lori Mintz, and she's an author of uh, A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex. And according to her, she says, quote, if you're exhausted and not getting enough sleep, your sex drive is going to be extremely low. And it kind of makes sense. Uh, it's funny because then they also put this tweet underneath that's from somebody that said, and then one day it hits you. Sleep has overtaken sex as your favorite pastime. That, I don't know if that's hit you. That but has not hit me. All but, right. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely get more sleep than sex so yeah maybe it is me, unfortunately. It, it's funny because you know i get Dang invitations it. you know hey you know sometimes you gotta prioritize but you know i'll get invitations to go out and, and do stuff even even if it's not bedtime activities but just uh, I, I tend to prioritize sleep a lot more these days than just doing things that might be less beneficial although sleep might be uh, sex might be beneficial as well too but uh Let's keep going with this one. <laughs> a recent study, so a recent study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine followed nearly 4,000 men and women in their early to mid-60s for a year and found that poor sleep was associated with erectile dysfunction for men and arousal problems and orgasmic difficulty for women. So yeah, these were older people uh, and these are, uh, tend to be a demographic that's going to be more likely to suffer from sleep apnea. So I wonder why they would pick older people, right? I mean, wouldn't you... So would, would the same stand for 50-year-olds or 40-year-olds? So here's the thing. And, the, and they also put this caveat that says generally older people are going to have poor quality sleep, poor quality health, but sleep apnea, which is what I deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, is on the rise uh, in younger generations. Yeah. So even if they did, my guess is if they picked a younger demographic, uh, it might not be as extreme, but it's still going to be prevalent. Yeah, like where I was talking about, I definitely think that uh, worse sleep is impacting everyone, right? Because everyone's stressed out, they right. can't get work out of their head, whatever. I mean, a uh, ton of people I know just aren't just don't get good sleep. <laughs> I get great sleep. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, they go on to say, you know, no matter what your age, a lack of sleep impacts your level of testosterone. And we've talked about this before as far as uh, sleep performance and testosterone. Uh, low testosterone can lead to a lack of sexual desire and ED, erectile dysfunction. Uh, and we know also that sleep apnea causes uh, a drop in nitric oxide. And I've talked about this before mm. uh, on the show, but nitric oxide is not nitrous oxide like you get in the dental office, but it's a compound that um, enables va- uh, vasodilation or opening up the blood vessels. And the interesting thing with nitric oxide is that is what is boosted when you take Viagra. You know, it's interesting. I've, I've started seeing more and more ads for nitric oxide. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was at um, GNC, and they had a big end cap for it, Ah. which I had never really, you know, even thought about it or considered it. But um, hmm. it's, yeah, I mean, it's getting bigger and bigger in the news. So speaking of sleep in the news, yeah, nitric oxide is something that if people out there are familiar with, now you know a little bit more about what it does. If you've never heard about it, it might be something you want to pay attention to. Uh, It's a big deal. Uh, It's also only acquired when we breathe through our nose so what does it do again so it's a it's a vasodilator it's uh helps to open up the blood vessels obviously increase blood flow places where you need that so does that help you with your heart too yes yeah it can help uh, okay. uh vas- vascular function uh it can also help with uh it's an antimicrobial too so when you breathe through your nose it's actually um c- goes through the nasal passages and the sinuses and uh helps reduce uh, upper airway hmm. uh r- respiratory infections so there you go. There you go. Moving on to the next article that I saw. This one is has to do with sleep and heart disease. And now this is something I've talked about with my patients as far as uh, snoring and sleep apnea uh, and correlations between uh, poor sleep and, and heart disease. Uh, but in this one specifically, there was a team of researchers from the University of Colorado Boulder. Uh, and they conducted a study and it was published in the Journal of uh, American College of Cardiology. So big deal. They said they were exploring the association between sleep and cardiovascular disease. Uh, I called, you know, I took a look at the report. I called this the Goldilocks sleep report. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we know sleep is essential for good health, but too much or too little can be detrimental. All right. And here's how they did it. So they examined the self-reported sleep habits and medical records of 461,000 people. I don't even know how they did that. Um, but these people were aged between uh, 40 and 69. Uh, the participants that they studied never had a heart attack at the beginning of the assessment and were followed for seven years. So this was a big deal. Uh, you want to know what the results were? I do. All right. So those who slept fewer than six hours nightly were 20% more likely to have a heart attack. Hmm. As well as those who slept more than nine hours nightly were 34% more wow. likely to have a heart attack. And... Okay, so those in the group that slept six to nine hours, the Goldilocks one, uh, not too warm, not too cold, were 18% less likely to have a heart attack. So it seems like the window is between six and nine. So why, if you get more sleep, could that be bad for you? Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. But um, so here's the other thing is they didn't really look at why sleeping too little or too much negatively affected heart health. However, they said in in previous studies that they did, too much sleep can boost inflammation in the body, which has been linked to cardiovascular disease. While not enough rest can impact the lining of the arteries. Uh, And and I think that 
is valid. I would also say that yeah. uh, if you're sleeping too much, that that 34% more likely, like not over nine hours, my gut tells me that you probably uh, aren't healthy. You know, I would say that that if you're not optimized or if you're not efficient, your body is going to require more. Uh, so it's it's almost like a side effect of poor cellular function. So then does it stand to reason that getting six hours sleep is better than nine hours? I mean, now I, I don't know. I mean, there, you see this is a splitting hairs. I mean, 20, you want to play the, the odds here, 20% or 34%. I would say neither. I would say try and get that, you know, seven to eight hours that yep. shoot for the, shoot for the best. Not, yeah, I can consistently get six. I, I've never really been able to get, you know, uh, eight plus. That's yeah. Eight plus is a little bit of a, of a pipe dream for a yeah. lot of people. I don't even get eight over eight hours. Uh, but so how I, many are you, are you getting? I get about seven hours and 23 minutes. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good. And that's, that's averaged over two years worth of it's night a data. too precise. You know, that's how I roll. That's how you roll. <laughs> so, uh, the big takeaway from this one is obviously you want to get the good, uh, quantity of sleep, but you also want to get a good quality of sleep. And if you're not getting good quality of sleep, chances are you're either sleeping too little or too much. All right. We're going to move on to the next article here. And this is something that gets me excited, uh, technology. Apple has been in the news lately. I guess Apple's been in the news a lot lately, but uh, they got yeah. the new iPhone coming out. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Apple Watch, uh, which is the number one sold watch in the world, which wow. I still can't believe that. I, I, I But it is. Yeah. You know, actually, it would be interesting to compare the watch heydays of like Seiko and Timex to watches now, right? Because yeah. the majority of people don't wear watches. Yeah, I mean, I remember having a Swatch watch. Yeah, I just watch watch. Those were, that was a yeah, big Yeah, I had like three of them, three different colors. <laughs> I think we all had multiple but Swatch was, watches. Yeah, but I was, that was really cool, so. So here's the deal with Apple. Uh, they, aco- they acquired a company called Bedit uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, and uh, you know when Apple acquires a company, what generally happens after that? Yeah, they end up stealing all of your information. And <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, they're, you're getting calls at 11 o'clock at night to sell you something. Well, in this case... Is that what you meant? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, in this case, now they actually took that technology and they're going to do something pretty big with it. Uh, so what does Bedit do, by the way? So a Bedit w- was an, uh, a sleep monitoring company uh, that sold a something that goes on your bed that measures your sleep, and there was an app that well as well that displayed the information. So the big deal with Apple and the news now is that they are working on their own sleep tracker for the Apple Watch, and this should be released right. in the next week or so. Probably by the time this episode comes out, they've already made the announcement. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm sure probably that that big announcement in uh, the big iPhone announcement will probably include. Yeah. The announcement of the uh, their the Apple app, Watch app, sleeping yeah. tracker. So uh, it's funny because Apple Watch actually there's third party apps that will enable the watch to track your sleep, but this is going to be a native uh, Apple Watch sleep tracking app. Uh, so Bedit, the company that they acquired, was able to measure a lot of things. You know, things like sleep time, heart rate, breathing, snoring, room temperature, humidity. I mean, a ton of data was coming out of this monitor i don't know how much of that they're going to cram into the watch um but it's not going to require any kind of special hardware upgrade uh but you'll need to wear your watch at night and 
as soon as I heard that, I thought, well, don't people charge their watch at night? And Apple, as smart mm. as they obviously are, thought about this. And they, they, they've developed a feature that will rem remind users to, char to charge their watch uh, beforehand so they can get through the night. Um, so some of the possibilities that I was thinking uh, when this gets activated was uh, maybe your watch can vibrate to wake you up rather than an audible alarm. I don't know if they can do that right now. but yeah, uh, Or if you wake up before your actual alarm on your phone, the watch will automatically disable the alarm on your phone. So that's one less thing you need to hear. Um, and I think one of the cool things is you could track your snoring if you do snore uh, via the uh, watch microphone because there is a microphone in the Apple Watch, right? Because you could text yeah. and talk to Siri yeah. and all that. Uh, and as far as I've been told and heard, there is a pulse oximeter built into the Apple Watch that they haven't activated. Hmm. Um, they might now, so we'll see about that. Uh, and then you can monitor your heart rate and oxygen levels, which could be a super game changer for uh, snoring and sleep apnea and sleep performance tracking. So. Yeah, it sounds interesting, and you know, I mean, if you're if you're already wearing the watch, and you know, the person you're with already knows that you're goofy because you're wearing an Apple Watch, then what, you might as well wear it to bed. What or, else you got? Or, to right, I mean, it, you know, it's not gonna it's not gonna hamper that part of it. So it's interesting. I'll stick to my other wearable trackers, which I so know. yeah. So you know, when you look at at the other ones, right, uh, Aura Ring and and BioStrap. Yeah. So I I wonder. Um, just functionality. What this new watch could do that those couldn't, or right. or is it basically just the same thing? You know, I think at best it's just raising awareness. I mean, if more people yeah. can see that this thing is out there, they're going to start watching how they sleep more and and measuring and quantifying, and then that just takes it to the next level for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lastly, I think I saved this one as the grand finale. And best for last. The best for last. All right. So you may have heard of this thing called the Fitbit. I have heard of, you know what, the like the version one and two years ago, I, I had them. My yeah. son and I yeah. both got them and we're really excited about it and really didn't do much. I mean, you, <laughs> you compare the old ones, I'm yeah. sure, to the new ones and it's, it's probably crazy. But initially it didn't do anything. Yeah. So so they're one of the originals in this whole wearable arena. Uh, and Fitbit has got some big data. And, and we've talked about big data before, but this is just off the charts. And that actually blew me away. So, uh, you know, Fitbit was one of the original sleep trackers. And they began tracking sleep in March of 2017. So it hasn't been that long. But check this out. How many nights of sleep data do you think they've collected? Jeez. Probably just a massive amount. Six billion. Wow. Six billion nights of sleep data. I mean, that, that's insane. That's crazy. Let's just hope they don't sell it to Apple. <laughs> they probably did already. No. Yeah, those people didn't start calling us. <laughs> so that's here's incredible. The that, I mean, six billion is, is literally like if everyone wore one on their wrist for one night on planet Earth. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. So here's the deal. So you take that kind of data, you're going to get trends. And they did this... Um, article on what they were able to discover after scouring through six billion nights of data and what they saw and remember on this data they also had generally i mean it's anonymous but they've had you know uh, age gender uh, geographics location uh, all kinds of data so i want to share with you some of these things that i saw that kind of blew me away so first thing was total sleep time 
After analyzing this many nights of data, they saw that women sleep 25 minutes longer a night than men. Uh, hmm. The actual numbers are women average six hours and 50 minutes. Men got only six hours and 26 minutes. So now going into it, I would have guessed that it would be the other way, right? Because just, you know, the kids or disturbances or whatever, you know, the wife's getting up or, I mean, I, w- I would have just guessed that it's, yeah, it so the other way. it's crazy, but this is, I mean, you can't refute that much m- amount of uh, N equals 6 billion, which is nuts. Uh, a little bit more. So women also get 10 minutes more REM sleep than men do every night. And that gap widens after age 50. So another thing I, I wasn't expecting either, just like you said, I mean, they're busy with work, life, motherhood, kids, job, all that. And running the uh, world. Running the world. But lo and behold, not all is good for women. Uh-oh. They're 40% more likely to suffer from insomnia. 40%, which is crazy. But again, remember, this, this, this Fitbit was measuring sleep onset time, right? It'll, it'll know when you're in bed and when you fell asleep. And that amount of time can show insomnia so crazy amounts of stuff here um furthermore on total sleep time we get less deep sleep as we age when you're 20 you're getting half an hour more deep sleep than a night than when you're 70 so uh, there's a trend to lose deep sleep as we get older and that's one of the things i measure on my trackers at night is deep sleep and and that's one of the big things in the whole anti-aging longevity biohacker world right now is people who track their sleep they're like what's your deep sleep how do I get more deep sleep? And, and that's a big one. Well, and so is it, can you say that, all right, in, in, the grand, in the grand scheme of things, if you're getting less total sleep but more deep sleep, mm-hmm. is that better or is it better to get more total sleep? Again. Do you follow that? Yeah, it, it comes down to sleep quality. I would rather get a little bit less sleep, but get more REM and deep sleep crammed in versus uh, the other way around. But uh, let's continue with this uh, Fitbit thing because there were some crazy things that came out of this. So uh, let's talk about geographics. And this is U.S. here. Uh, North versus South. So Northerners go to bed five minutes earlier than Southerners. And they wake up earlier too for whatever that's worth. But it gets gets more interesting here. Uh, East versus West. You know, I call the L.A. New York rivalry here. East coasters stay up seven minutes later than West coasters and wake up five minutes later, too. I believe that. All right. Let's Plus, it's so much harder to wake up with, uh, with all that drinking you've been doing. Than ever. Well, we're going to talk about drinking, too. It, it's coming. Uh, so the national bedtime. I didn't know this, but I, and I think this is late. But the national bedtime. Ready for this? The average American goes to bed at 1121 p.m. You know, it would be interesting to find out how that number has changed over the last 20 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, with, you know, back in the day, Johnny Carson, no real technology in the house. You know, it would be interesting to see how that has changed. It, yeah, it, it is. You know, for me, that I'm I'm about two and a half hours into sleep at eleven twenty one p.m. Is late. But that I mean, is late, and, and this is know. over six spread across six billion data points, which is yeah. nuts. Yeah. All right, bedtime inconsistencies. So if your bedtime varies by two hours over the week, you'll average half an hour less of sleep than someone whose bedtime varies by only thirty minutes. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I believe that, and that's something that I've worked on and I've had trouble with is getting that right i really need to 
do a better job with that. And that has sure. to do with the sleep hygiene, which we've talked about before, is, is maintaining a consistent wake-up time and going to sleep time. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we're going to talk about self-induced jet lag. So we, we all know when we travel, we travel far distances across time zones, we get that jet lag kind of hungover feeling. Um, when you do it based off of indulgence on weekends, like staying out late, bars, clubs, late dinners, events, weddings, parties, whatever, uh, that's called social jet lag. Hmm. So if you do maintain a decent uh, schedule throughout the week, but then you kind of let loose and you have your fun weekends, you're going to pay a price. Uh, so if you are if you like to indulge on your weekends, uh, the most variation in time to going to sleep on weekends versus weekdays uh, so that so there was a city that had the most variation in time going to sleep. Uh, you want to know where that is? And this one was kind of this one kind of threw me off as well too. Um, I would I would probably guess like New York City or Chicago or LA or somewhere you know crazy. So this was Boston. Really? Boston was the number one most Boston. variation in time going to sleep on weekends versus weekdays. So the biggest shift so to speak. And, and the reason is because it's a, it's a huge college town and okay. there's a big population of people that are going out on the weekends hitting the bars, I guess. And this one also was a big one here too. So, the, so that was the most variation, the least variation, the, the, the people that are the most consistent again, totally threw me off here. Las Vegas. Now least variation. I wonder if that's because they're like, they're always jacked up. <laughs> Either that, I mean, they, I they mean that enough. I mean, some one of the reasons they threw out is that if you're in the nightclub or casino industry, in the service industry, yeah. you're on a set schedule where you're not going to be going out all the time, especially on weekends because you're either yeah. you're working on weekends. Sure. So, all right, uh, last one is wake time consistency. Okay, uh, so the state whose wake up times swing with an average of seventy three minutes over the week. And you guessed this earlier. New York? New York. New York, New York. Remember they call it the city that so, never sleeps? So does that mean, so that's just like you're waking up, you're sleeping in on weekends. Is that what it's? means you're inconsistent on your wake-up times. Okay. Yeah, you might be sleeping in on the weekends or you're, you're changing times throughout the week. Um, 73 minutes worth of inconsistency. Um, and that's why I couldn't stand living in New York. No, no. Yeah. It's so loud, too. <laughs> Listen, the food's really good, but oh my gosh, it's so loud. It, it's rough. It's a, it, it's a bit of a sensory overload and on, all, on many levels. But yes. um, lastly, the winner for the least variation in wake-up time, the one place that people are the most consistent with, with their sleep, you have experience with this, it's Seattle, Washington. There you go. So and and I don't know why that one. Maybe because it's gray all the time, and they just fall into this. Yeah, they just don't want to get out of bed. Routine. So like, oh my gosh, it's cloudy again. So that's our little experiment into sleep in the news. Um, that's great. Listen, we learned so much from uh, you know from sex to goofy watches and to heart disease and, and Fitbits and and cities. That's awesome. Yeah, so hope everyone enjoyed this one here. This was just kind of a little different run into what's going on in the world of sleep. Uh, hopefully raise some awareness in, in terms of your routines, in terms of your potential for better sleep and less health issues down the road. 
As always, you can find me on snoreexperts.com, which is where I treat patients for sleep-disturbed breathing, or sorry, sleep-disordered breathing, yeah. uh, things like snoring, sleep apnea, in the Los Angeles and Orange County areas. So snoreexperts.com. Or and you you've got the store set up now on the yeah. website, so you can get everything from melatonin to all CBD these, oil to these. even the... The bio strap that we've talked about on the show yes, to yes, the um, yes, yeah. alpha stem that we talked about on the show. Yeah, if you're interested in, in if you've heard previous shows or, or even this show and you're interested in kind of learning more about your sleep or what you could do to improve it or how you can improve it or, or the technologies involved, yes, we do have a store with all these different things listed there conveniently. Uh, you can also join the conversation on our Facebook group at Snore Experts on Facebook. If you are into biohacking if you even know what that is or if you've heard of bulletproof coffee like we talked about on the intro or you want to hack your sleep or sleep optimization performance waking up feeling like a million bucks being able to go to sleep like super easy at night uh, you can follow me on my instagram profile it's called sleep biohacker and that's where i share all kinds of different tips tricks rituals meditations technologies um, events whatever I can do to optimize my sleep. I'd love sharing that with you. Again, that's Sleep Biohacker on Instagram and snoreexperts.com if you're in the LA area and you want to come by and uh, talk to me in person about how to get your sleep. Yeah, and if you like top. the show, you know, you stumbled across the show or you're you're digging the show, share it with a friend. That's Share right. it with family. You know, you've got family and friends who have sleep issues. Everyone's trying to get healthier. Lots of good information there. And, uh, Write a review, share yeah. the show. Yeah, it's know, very easy to helps. share. I, yeah. You know, if you go to your podcast app on the, at least on the iPhone, there's a little three dots somewhere. You just hit that, and you yeah. can you can text it over to your buddy. Uh, if you find this show beneficial and helpful, let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram or on Facebook or wherever. Shoot me an email or DM. Um, love to hear what your thoughts are on the show. If you've got some ideas for some future shows, we're always looking to take it to the next level. And on that note, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. This show has been. Uh, a ton of fun, uh, and we're getting up to a whole bunch of shows. I mean, yeah, and uh, really got some cool guests lined up for the for the upcoming shows. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you on the see flip you side. On the flip side. Thanks, everyone. See you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the best night ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, the best night ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. 